<laughs> he's got a massive Heineken in his hands. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, we're just going to start right off the bat. Flyers got their ass whooped last night. Uh, we were hoping for a different set of circumstances to be talking. We haven't had a show, I think, two weeks. Uh, had some issues last week. Guys, it's felt like longer than two weeks. Are we all good? Everything's cool. How are we feeling? Well, I mean, up until last night, things were just dandy. And then that uh, poor excuse for a game had to happen, and here we are. Yeah. Kyle, how's things on your end? How's the pop, man? We're not. Even though we have to talk about it, I don't want to. <laughs> wait, I have wait. zero interest in talking about the damn Flyers right now. They frustrate the shit out of me. The puppy's fine, by the way. Oh, good. He's good. uh, he's good to go. Back to being uh, eighty-five pounds, six-month-old puppy. I would rather talk about him than I would talk about the Flyers tonight. But yeah. he's got a lot of Flyers colors on him. That's the problem. Every time <laughs> I see him, it reminds me that we can't figure out how to put the puck in the net. Shall we? Shall we open with that? The lack of scoring. I mean, all, all summer long, all season long, we're talking about the depth on this team, the depth scoring, best third and fourth lines in the league. Here we are, seven playoff games in. This team has not scored over three goals. They're tough to watch. What are you guys thinking? I, I, mean, I think they passed too goddamn much. They're looking for this perfect play that they got all regular season, and guess what? It doesn't exist in the playoffs. Things are too tight. To be playing like, all right, we're going to pass five times coming over the blue line and look for that perfect empty net. And even when they get that, somehow they miss the goddamn net. <laughs> yeah. Jack, what are you seeing? Jack's frozen. Jack O'Lantern. Yeah, dude, Kyle went a little haywire there when I was listening. So <laughs> Can you, oh, you got to catch up. Yeah, so uh, I, I didn't hear the end of his point. He said, there, you know, too much passing, not enough shooting. When they do shoot, they're missing nets. What are you seeing right now with this Flyers team? Yeah, it's it sucks because what I'm seeing is what we all thought we'd see, and it's it's Montreal on steroids. Uh, they're too structured, and they're speedy when they need to be, and they just – there is no margin for error when playing against the Islanders. These they want to play a small, tight game, and they did that last night. I mean, I think the only reason we had a breakaway is because one flyer named Kevin Hayes dared to not play so defensive on a play and got open. It was a nice pass from Konechny. But other than that, they got these guys collapsed into their own zone. The defensemen aren't getting the puck out quick enough. They're losing almost every single board battle. This is not a series that Ghost should be in. I actually thought his first two shifts weren't bad. And then you really saw that he's not made for this to play against this type of team. He's not going to win any goddamn board battles. You, you were at the point where if they put Raffle on the top line again, it would not surprise me because they have to get their team the puck and they can't retrieve the puck. Coots had probably one of the worst games of his career last night. Definitely his worst playoff game, like that's saying much. He just so many errors in judgment, particularly on that second goal uh, later in the game. Hart is doing everything he can to keep you in. And, you know, the only goal 
I can't even say it was on him. It was a screen. He was screened. You know, and like so, I heard uh, some people saying, "Well, other goalies make instinctual saves." I'm like, "All right, that's being really tough." But the other two goals in the third, there was nothing he can do. He got hung out to dry. You know, I mean, TK's okay at best. This team, if they have any chance of competing, they need to get on the power play. And to get on the power play against this team is they have to not stop skating and cause them to take penalties. They have to be stronger. I mean, and on top of that, the the biggest thing that I've danced around, and, you know, Jake showed up in the Montreal series a little bit, but I already alluded to Coots. But you know what? I've been defending him for years. Captain Invisible needs to do something. Because this is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, yeah, he had a nice shot. It it banked <laughs> off the post. Okay? Okay, no, yeah, it was a nice shot. He needs to bury that shit. I mean, maybe he plays better with a crowd. Maybe he truly does. The, he's a goddamn captain, and he's, been, he's got zero goals. As a matter of fact, I think between Hayes, Konechny, Coots, and Drew, they've all scored one combined goal, which was by Hayes. That's a massive problem. I don't care who they're playing. They had six games against Montreal, now one against the Islanders. They've played seven games, and those four have mustered up one goal. I mean, that's, that is catastrophically bad. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you guys a question. So you mentioned Coots in the beginning there, how we really don't have anything negative to say about Couturier. And, you know, I think there's been a couple shows now where Couturier is a topic of conversation and you'll see stuff on Twitter, you know, certain, uh, you know, hosts and writers trying to push Couturier off as a star. Uh, and I think we've talked about it on this show before, if he's a star or not. I put out a poll and, you know, of course, I think more Flyers fans are saying he is and aren't. And that's fine. You know, uh, I think there are certain things that define a star. But last night's game, in these playoffs, do you guys consider that game like a fluke game or... Is this the kind of coots that we've been seeing? It just hasn't been this bad since since play started back up. I mean, I don't think this is the coots that we're accustomed to, especially not in last night's game, not by any means. I think that the Islanders are just pretty fucking good at what they do, and they make really good teams look stupid on a daily basis. I mean, yeah, I don't think this is, you know, who Coots is or anything. I, I also don't I, – none of us have seen them, when it comes to playoff time, take over a game either. And I do think one attribute of a superstar is that ability. However, I do give Coots a little bit of leeway because when you're a Selkie uh, candidate the way he is and most likely winner, um, that that alone makes you a, a superstar in my opinion. Um you know what, though? A lot of what I've seen since the playoffs have started, Montreal and definitely the Islanders, this team has these Hackstall-like tendencies have like come out of them. And that is very concerning. I don't know if they're... Because they know it's the playoffs and it's getting to them a bit. I don't know if it's the lack of the crowd or... I don't know what it is. Because these guys didn't look necessarily that good in Montreal, against Montreal, rather, either. So I, I I don't know what it is. And maybe you know this is the playoff, the true playoff experience. And I've bitched about this before. When they played Washington in what 2016 and the Pitt in 2018 or whatever those years were, and they got smoked, that was hardly playoff experience. They just showed up, they got their last ones in, and they got absolutely embarrassed. This is different. 
they they swept the round robin. They were the hottest team coming into the break, and now they're a top seed. So I don't know. Maybe the pressure's getting to them a little bit. They did get past round one. Uh, we all saw this coming, and the fact that it still happened like is very concerning. Like you don't address all the issues that the casual fans, even the casual fans, have these concerns about the Islanders, and to see exactly what happened, what we all expected to happen, happen. It's like, what was going on in coaching room? Did you not know this is how the Islanders play? They're a divisional team. Like, well, I mean, I, they didn't. The Flyers flat out didn't show up for the first period. They dominated the second period. And that, that it, it blows my mind, you know, that they don't show up in the first game against a division rival. Like, is this a joke? And then, yeah, the second period was, they'd have to play the way they played in the second for I don't know how many periods are left in the in this season, or I'm sorry, in this uh, series, but 75% of them, they would have to play that way to have a chance in this series. I mean, the third period was an absolute joke. And I don't know, how did you guys feel about Vigneault pulling uh, Hart with seven minutes left? I didn't even know he fucking did it, but that was a lucky-ass goal by Montreal. It deflected off the glass inside their zone and hit dead center of our net. I pulled you, the goalie against Montreal too. Trying to do that, or I meant, sorry, you know. What I, mean. <laughs> I hear you. No, and you know what? No, it's funny that you said I didn't even know they pulled the goalie. I don't think Coots did either. If you look at that replay, he turns around. He's like shocked. There's nobody in net. Like you wow. can see, like there was a. It's not a big deal, but it's it was way too early. It was yes, it was three nothing. They were starting to get some chances. They were starting to press. Nothing serious because the Islanders. Blocked 22 shots to our 10, which is, you know, insane. And uh, Seven of those were shots by Ghost, by the way. All blocked? Ghost took eight shots. Seven of them were blocked. Jesus, that's not good. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, you said he looked good his first two shifts. His first fucking shift, he turned over the puck three times in his own zone. I'm like, what uh, the I, hell? <laughs> no, when they, they let him go offensively early in that game, and he was the only one doing anything. He now... You know how Ghost is. When he starts doing playing with the puck, he turns it over. But that's that's what you give when you ask for that offensive play. When he was later in the game, he wasn't doing it offensively, and he was turning over the puck. And he was not winning board battles. He skated well early on. He passed well early on. Yeah, he's never going to be good. He always turns the puck over. I mean, that's just Ghost. Like that's He does that when he's doing his thing because he takes too many chances, but they looked like they let him go. He seemed to be doing it a little bit, mind you. Yeah, he turns over the puck. But then after that, I didn't see anything. Then he finally gets a shot, and his stick explodes. Like, it's like, okay. Like, it's unbelievable. Let me ask you guys a question, because Gossespierre playing in game one, I think, to me, has to do with this question. Do you guys find yourself scratching your head at some of the decisions Elaine Vigneault has been making in these playoffs? Because he could do no wrong in the regular season, right? I mean, we all loved him. I think all Philadelphia loved him. Everything he touched turned to gold. Doesn't it feel like he's a little bit different in the playoffs where you find yourself questioning him a little bit? I don't, I don't, I'm not questioning AV and any question I have is, is in a hindsight, the same thing that anybody has. Like after the game, it's like, well, why the fuck did he do that? But before the game, I'm not really questioning it because he is so desperate to just get this team going offensively in any fashion that he can 
that anything he does at this point is solely to try to get this team going. And I can't knock him for that because regardless of what he does so far, the team just hasn't showed up. Yeah, I, I'm not ready to hang him out to dry yet. There, I mean, yeah, like I don't think the Thompson line is nearly as effective as they used to be. Um, he does have them out, at least in the Montreal series, in high-pressure situations. Uh, I know they were out there when the Flyers tied the game in Game 5, and they immediately gave the goal back. That kind of made me scratch my head. But at the same time, the guys got you far enough along where you have to put them out in those situations. Um, I, like, I think I remember seeing them out. I don't remember what game it was. We were tra- Yeah, I think it was last night. They were out there. Oh, I can't, what goal was it? The third goal, I think they were out there or something like that. It's like you're down 2-0 against this team. It's it's an it's, you need your shooters out there. Like you need you gotta like just shorten the bench at that point and get anybody who has any offensive ability and playmaking ability and sniping ability have to be out there at that point. And it seemed like he didn't really change that. He kept the status quo and guys made mistakes. I mean, that's the only the only reason that the Islanders scored on the or made it three nothing, I should say. It was pretty close. The Flyers looked like they were going to maybe tie it in the way the second was just needed one to convert a lucky bounce or whatever came out so sluggish in the third. And then, you know, Niskanen makes him our, I think the uh, second goal to Coots goal. He was, he, he and the two defensemen go behind the net and there's Pajot all by himself in front. That was just stupid. I don't know what Coots was looking at. He's usually much smarter than that. I, I don't know. It's, it's one goal. It's one play. Well, this, and is Niskanen, leading me, this is leading me to more questions here, Jack. Like, so I'm questioning some of the decisions that Elaine Vigneault is making. And I guess one of the things is, why is Nate Thompson playing 13 minutes a night? And that leads me to my next questions, because uh, we're talking about Coots now, is does Elaine Vigneault that Coots is not here mentally? Does he know that he's somewhere else? He's not. The, we already said it. He doesn't look like the same Sean Couturier. So like people, like people want to come out. Number one, they want to go after Nate Thompson. Why is he playing so much? Why is he playing so much? This guy's not hopping over the boards and deciding when he's going to play. Someone's telling him to go out there and play, and that's, that's A.V. The second thing is, Elaine Vigneault has been in the playoffs before. He knows what he's doing. If he knows a guy's not ready to play, he's not fit to play, he's not focused, whatever it is, maybe that's why we're seeing Nate Thompson. I think there's things that, that are going on that we don't really necessarily know about, like because... Couturier looks bad. He doesn't look good. So I just have, I just, I'm asking questions because something's not right. This team's off. And even in the round robin, that first line didn't score. And I didn't want to say anything because we were so happy that the depth guys were doing it. But the, you know, and everyone wants to give props to the top line, shutting down the other team's top line. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, top line didn't get a single goal. That's a problem. Is it going to be a problem? And it is a problem. Here we are. You know, they, they can't fucking score goals. Well, yeah, and the if Couturier is not scoring, he needs to be playing, you know, superb uh, Selkie Trophy defense. If he's not, it's kind of like the fuck coots. You're the number yeah, one center, bro. And the, the the top line, those players, except for Giroux, who's been moved to the third line, and he's barely uh, – he's my biggest issue at this point. But I That's get what you're saying. That's a demotion. Yeah, and Coots was the biggest issue last night. I'll give you that. But over the course of the playoffs, Giroux has been my biggest issue. And I always have defended him. And for me to be like, dude, like, come on. Like, something's off. That's a demotion. And these guys are also 
the guys on your power play. And so it's like a it's like a double whammy. They're not scoring a five on five and they're not scoring on the power play. So it's like, you know, and then like you said, Coot's supposed to be your PK guy. On that first goal, he was again nowhere near the point when that shot came. And that he's usually very good at covering both guys at the point. So I I don't know. He didn't look this bad in Montreal by any means, but I, I don't I, I just I don't know. I don't know if it's in their head that they can't beat the Islanders. I don't know if I just he had a kid and maybe that's on his mind or what. I have no idea. I've seen that excuse brought up and that's a pretty lame excuse. But these guys are human at the end of the day. So who the hell knows? What do you think, Kyle? Quiet over there. Bye. I think a lot of shit about last night's game pissed me off. Well, get it out. Well, the fucking the whole not skating when you don't have the puck really pisses me off. How are you supposed to break out when only one person's skating, the guy with the puck? That's lack of focus, isn't it? You're never you're never going to be open. You're never going to get into a lane or like a passing lane if you're you're not moving your feet. And the I, other I, thing that pisses me off is, yo, it's three nothing. Why aren't we out there hammering guys? Yo, you lost the game. The game's over. Go out there and hit people. The part that pissed me off is I don't think I don't care what the the hit counter said. How many the Flyers had? Ross Johnston on the Islanders had ten hits yesterday. Ten fucking hits. I'd be far fetched to tell you. 10 hits the Flyers had the entire game. And one player in 10 minutes and 32 seconds of ice time for them had 10 hits and an assist. And yeah, they, the Flyers got bitched out last night. And it, it, Kyle's first point, alluded, I alluded to it earlier. I'm like, yeah, they're, they're, come, they're so defensively focused that nobody's breaking out. You know, I think Hayes tried it once and it wound up being a breakaway and a goddamn puck bounces on him when, when he goes to shoot. Like, that's the only, like, time I can think about it. And they, they did something differently in the second where it seemed to be better puck movement and chances. And then here comes the third and they went full right back to the first period, which I don't understand that mindset at all. You kept it one nothing. You're the you're got the momentum going into the third and you fall off the tracks like jeez, like what kind of mental fortitude is that? I just it doesn't make any sense. I, they look so. It was like you watch two different teams play that that night. It just uh, this is going to be a hell of a series, man. And I I would originally say Flyers and seven. I'm thinking Islanders and five. <laughs> like after last night's game, holy shit. I don't. It's either going to be five or seven. That's my prediction at this point. I mean, it's five or seven. Either the Flyers can figure something the fuck out and they get out of this shit. Or they're done in five because there's no way they're winning playing like this. Yeah, it, it's it, they don't look good at all. You didn't get one goal against this team. It's Varlamov. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, he played well. It's we just beat Carey Price for God's sake. And it just, oh my, it just you. you more you talk about it, the angrier you get. And I keep looking back to my captain, and I'm like, dude, you need to step up or something. You need to just. I don't. I don't want to hear anything Cap- about. Oh, he's injured or whatever. Like, he should. He needed to score that goal. That would have got that whole line going. You know, at least Coots gives you something defensively. Jake shut up last round. Uh, these guys could come around again. I'm just. I'm. It's six games now. Six playoff games. Seven. Like, come on. Like, come on. Yeah, seven. That's right. Like, whatever. Like that's What if it was a full series in Game Seven and it's nothing from your captain? That's ridiculous. 
we're, we're the we're the higher seed. Like, what the fuck? So, I put a uh, an article out on hwhockey.net for three players that I think had to stand out on the Flyers and three players that I thought they had the kind of control on the Islanders. And the three players that I picked on the Flyers was number one, uh, I believe it was Sean Couturier. And, you know, I'm trying to paint the sky or picture him. I'm trying to picture him as a star. And so I, I tried to remember times where he really stood out and controlled a game or, you know, if the Flyers were going to get eliminated and he didn't allow them. And the, me- the memory that sticks out, it's so far away now that I really had to think about it, was the hat trick that he had on the torn MCL, right? I think they ended up losing that game, but he did all he could to make sure the Flyers weren't going to get eliminated, right? I can't remember, like, he need, we need that coots on this team. We need someone that's going to say, no, this is not how this is going to play out. This is someone to impose their will. That's a star for me. That's an alpha male. And I don't know if this team has that guy. They don't. I don't know. I don't know if they have that guy that says, this is not going to happen to us. This is how we're going to play. And I'm going to be the guy that's going to start it up. Like they have a bunch of, uh, I think it's, they have a good group of guys. I'm not trying to shit on this group of guys, but they're, they're lacking that alpha Mike Richards type guy, not even player, just that personality. You know, and I can only assume I'm, I'm not even going to say it. I don't want to say that, but I think that's what's missing. Uh, the other two players was obviously Travis Konechny. I think uh, in this series, there's going to be a lot of five on five. I don't I don't see a lot of power play opportunities coming, which, you know, if, if you remember the last series, that might be a good thing if you're the Flyers. But sure. Travis Konechny is one of the better five on five players on the roster for Philadelphia. 19 of his 24 goals came at even strength this year. And uh, I think he even potted a few against the Islanders. He's the Flyers' number one goal scorer. Whether it's, it's only 24 goals, but you're the number one goal scorer on the team. They need to find a way to get him going. You know, and we could talk about how in a second. The third player, Jack, to your point, Claude Giroux. You're the captain for, for so long. I mean, you know, people are starting to dig up like old shit, like Claude Giroux won goal in the last 22 playoff games, which I hate because uh, he hasn't had a supporting cast. You know, and so it's an excuse for him, right? We can use it as an excuse. Now he does have the supporting cast. He has three lines. He's got a deep, deep team. It's t- it's time, Claude. It's time to show up. It's time to score some goals. It's time to will you. If you can't do it with skill, it's time to will this team on. So you have to find a way. I read an article from 2012. Do you remember when uh, Claude Drew laid out Crosby and uh, scored the, the first shift. goal in the the shift. In that article, he said, the fourth game is the hardest game to win. We had to find a way, and we did. That's the mentality that they need right now. They have to find a way to get it going, have to find a way to score goals. Needs to start with Claude Giroux. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's obviously how I feel when things are going this badly. Um, and I that's who I look to. I look to the captain. I look to the guy who's been here probably the longest at this point. And I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, um, who else are you to look to? Who else is supposed to provide that spark? Not asking him to dangle through three players and score a goal. I'm asking him to just, when you get your chance, convert, you know, it's nice. Hitting the post is nice, but it also doesn't count as a shot on goal for a reason. Like, like you need to bury, you, need, you just need to get on the board. Like it's, 
going to be the eighth game. And was he got like four assists like throughout the playoffs? I mean, he didn't, did he do, did he score any goals during the round robin either? I don't remember. I don't think so. So now, now we're up to almost 10 games. Like that's, that's insane. He looks slow for me. He looks slow. I'll see him try to get going in little bursts, but it's like the play already kind of passed him by. It's like, man, gee, like, is this it for you? You know, is this, is this really it? It scared me. It's like the Hexall Hexall error did a lot for our prospects, but I'm kind of like, did we miss Jeru's window now? That, that's honestly are... kind of how I'm feeling, man. And it, I hate it. I want them to show us and prove, you know, prove us wrong. But like our our eyes are seeing, you know, what they're seeing, and these what? guys are slow. What is it going to take for the Flyers to change our minds at this point? Like a dominating win tomorrow? It can't be no two one three two. Barely scraped by like they did with Montreal. They have to dominate tomorrow, right? From start, from the puck drop to to the end horn. They have to absolutely win tomorrow's game to even give me a glimmer of hope at this point. For me, if they were to win tomorrow's game um, like they did the closeout game in Montreal, I would not have any confidence. I'd be like, they survived. That They didn't win, they survived. Oh yeah, technically they won. Yeah, great. If they were to beat them in just a convincing fashion, where they're the better team, uh, there are at some they're always up two goals. I think we had a uh, I don't know what game it was with Montreal where we were always up two goals and they would like make it back to one. Then we go up by two, they cut it back to one, and we ended up just closing it out. If they were to pull something like that off, where they're in control of the whole game and they're they're fending them off when they get scored on, they answer, you know. That that would make me feel better. I, I mean, it's going to take more than one game for me to get the confidence I had back then when I said they were going to sweep Montreal. But th- yeah, at this point, you'll just take a, whatever you can get. But for me to get that confidence back, they have to just be the better team for a majority of the game. I'm, I'm definitely more than half. You know, I, I, it can't look like they sn- they stole a win or they snuck one out or survived. They have to beat the Islanders. Like, come on. You know, and it's uh, which they have yet to do this year. Yeah, and it's it's. I don't know if it's in their heads or whatever. I'm curious to see what the lineups are. I mean, I'm I'm considering it's JVR get back in the lineup at this point. Like, he's he needs somebody to do some kind of shooting and hopefully scoring. And I don't think Ghost is going to be big enough for this series. I think Hags in for him for sure. Um, yeah, why I would want that offense because there's a lack of it. He's going to be a complete issue on D, and you can't make any mistakes against this team because you're going to spend the rest of the game trying to make up for it, and you cannot chase the Islanders. They will strangle you, smother you, and that'll be it. So here's another reason why I questioned Delaine Vigneault. The, the ghost choice. Um, I only went back and looked at the three games they played in the regular season, and I know we can't, you know, judge or we can't predict what's going to happen from things that happened in the past. But what we do know is these teams have the same coaches. They play the same systems. Uh, they're well-coached, well-disciplined teams. So I predicted low penalties. Um, if I'm Elaine Vigneault, I know he knows the same things, obviously. Uh I don't think Ghost is going to be the guy that's going to kickstart my offense. So I'm going to try to keep this as low scoring as possible. I'm going to try to match up big bodies with big bodies. I'm going to throw Robert Hay out there. I'm going to get Nate Thompson out there, Derek Grant. Uh, JVR is a big body. He, he doesn't throw it. He doesn't, doesn't use it. He doesn't fly a big body. 
Right. He doesn't play a big body, but he's a big body that somebody's got to move. Put him Man, in front of the net. At this point, like, didn't they bring Andrioff up too? Not that I, I want to see with the team. Yeah. Not that I want to see Andrioff play a game, but if if you got to get physical, you have physical guys on the roster not playing. Do you imagine what people would be saying if Andrioff got in? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, he's got to do just as much as fucking Nate Thompson and Derek Grant. Or for that honest, matter, fucking Sean Couturier or Travis Konechny so far. Like, to be Jesus honest, I, I have that in my notes. Uh, Russ Cohen of, uh, I think it's Sportsology. He's a big draft guy, but he's, you know, he's big with this area. Like he's a, I think he's a Rangers fan, but he watches a lot of Islanders and Flyers. He suggested the Flyers bring in Andrian off just to have a body in there and have some kind of... Um, counterpart to what the Islanders are rolling out with Matt Martin and Clutterbuck, and those, they have like three other guys. Like, yeah. you know, they just they they're not going to win any board battles. Like, that's why Raffle should get more playing time because he can win board battles. Uh, Andrianoff's a bigger body. They need these guys to win board battles, or they're not going to have pos- too much possession or meaningful possession, and they're not going to be able to dump and chase as much because they're going to turn over the puck. And it's going to be a slaughter. They got to change up the way they play. They got to really do something. And the perfect coach for them right now would be Laviolette because he needs somebody to light a serious fire under their ass and make them remember that they like play hockey and they got to keep moving their feet. They have to keep skating. Like they cannot be sitting around against this team. It's ridiculous. Fun fact, the Islanders have not given up more than three goals in a game since play resumed, and the Flyers have not scored more than three goals in a game. Uh, so we were talking about you know, what I would want to see, what you guys would want to see for tomorrow night. Obviously, I want them to win the game, but I want to see the Flyers score four goals. Uh, if, if they win and score less than four, obviously the win's the win, but I'm not sure that that gives them the confidence yet. I want to see some goals tomorrow. That's the only way they're going to come out of this funk. You know, if, if they win and they leave feeling the game bad, they're still in the same spot in my mind. Does that make sense? Because that, yeah. that, that last game against Montreal, sure, they won. But did they feel great afterwards? I, I don't know. You know what I mean? They couldn't have because they were getting asked a lot of questions about the Islanders and how they play a similar game and how they're a better team, how they are an actual playoff team, um, and how they give the Flyers fits in the past and particularly this season. So yeah, they're probably, they probably know they probably saw it coming and that's why to get the result we ever got is like nobody, everybody and their mother saw this coming and we still did exactly what we do. And shocker, here's the result. It's like, I really hope that there's some kind of game plan in place or some kind of strategy or line shuffling or something, because this just looks silly. It's the same problem I had with the Montreal series. Obviously, the offense is one thing. Like, you got to get the offense going. I mean, we can beat that horse all day long until it's dead 10 times over. But the same problem I see persists from the Montreal series to now. Who Who's hitting for us? They do know this is a seven-game series, right? Like, I feel like the Flyers play every game like, oh, you know, we're, we'll be out of town tomorrow and on in the next city. Like, it's, it's no big deal. And I'm like, no, you guys have to start playing physical. Dump the puck in, because obviously you're not going to skate through these fucking guys as they learn what Montreal, they couldn't even do it there. And start hammering these fucking defensemen. Start hitting people. And if you're not going to hit, get the fuck off the ice. 
because there's no point in you being there. I don't think you're going to see that, dude. I really I don't. I know, but, and I, that's why I don't think you're going to get a cup. Until, it's the same problem Tampa Bay had. Until you can play fucking physical, until you can match up and start playing the game of hockey, which is a contact sport, as the game of hockey, you can have all the skill guys in the world. Guess what? The first Columbus that comes along, big and physical, it's going to kick your ass. I agree. I think <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to back off Flyers in seven, but what you just said, I agree with. And I think, you know, last night was an example. The Flyers don't have anybody that you're afraid of. If you look at the Islanders, you think Matt Martin, Cal Clutterbuck, Ross Johnston. Why was he in the lineup yesterday? That's the only reason he was in the lineup yesterday is because you have to face this guy. If something fucked happens, he's who you're going to fight. Ten hits yesterday in 11 minutes. You know, the Flyers don't have a guy like that. Who are you afraid of? Who scares you on the Flyers? Nate Thompson? No. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> nobody. There's so you nobody can do there. whatever you want to this team. They're you soft. can drill them. It's one of the softer teams we've definitely witnessed, and uh, not even fighting, just hitting. Like, if they're, not, if, they're not drawing, if they're not drawing penalties, they're not going to win this series five on five. They're not. Because the, the not Islanders gonna draw, are going to But you're not drawing penalties against the Islanders. That's my point. You're That's not going point. to draw penalties against the Islanders, dude. If 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 you draw, I mean, with the exception of what was that, the high stick at the end of the game where somebody tried to decapitate somebody, yeah. Like with the exception of odd plays like that, you're you're not going to get. They're in too good of position. You're not going to get your hooks. You're not going to get your holds. You're, that shit doesn't exist with the Islanders. I agree. And uh, that's that's kind of like, you know, my checkmate point there because the Flyers are not physical like the Islanders. So five on five, they're just going to get grinded down. If they can play like they played in that second period for a full game, they'll win, no doubt. I thought for sure they were going to get at least two goals in that period. Um, yeah, if they're not drawing penalties, they're going to get beat up five on five. There's no one to fear on the Flyers. You could do whatever you want to these guys. Uh, who had a who had a questionable hit? I think Konechny had a weird kind of a cheap shot hip check on a guy who didn't have the puck. Late in, I think it was in the third, maybe late in the second. I was waiting for someone to take runs at Konechny. I really was. And for, for how much shit he talks, to do something like that, you better have your head on a swivel, buddy. This team doesn't have guys that's they are going to fuck around. Cal Clutterbuck will take you right out, dude. And the Flyers don't have anyone to stick up for him. So, yeah, we, don't, we literally have nobody who can match up pound for pound. Yeah. Against Scott Mayfield, <laughs> Matt Martin, or Russ Johnston. There's nobody. Some tough dudes, man, for sure. Mm -hmm. So let's change gears here for a second because I have a question. Like, So let's say the Flyers do end up losing this series. What do you think the front office addresses first? Who do you, what do you think Fletcher addresses first if they lose? Go get a fucking superstar. Do you need to That's go get That's what I one? said last year. <laughs> you need to go get one. I don't think there's anything else you can do to this roster besides adding a top-tier, game-breaking, playmaking player. That's the only thing I think that's lacking from this team. I mean, I don't know, unless you start, you know, taking you off trade, big chunks. Who are you trading for? I you can't know. sign him. It, I don't know. I have to look. I'm sure I'll, I could come up with Wait, something. Wait, isn't but... Taylor Hall UFA? 
There you go. He wants to go back to Calgary so bad. I'd be uh, absolutely blown away if they pulled that one off. Where's he from? Was he from Calgary? It's the air, surrounding area. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I could I've see heard, Goudreau going I've heard the Phoenix. two teams in on him right now are obviously Phoenix, Calgary, and actually San Jose. Everybody wants Goudreau, and I don't. Oh, my God. Me neither. I don't I'm, want him. It just adds more to the no size, no physicality, and don't show up in the playoffs. Like, I, yes. just, I don't need that. <laughs> yep, I agree. Good I mean, player. I just don't want him on my team. He's a fantastic regular season player. Yeah. But in the playoffs, well. it's just it's not the same as the Flyers are learning now. It's just not the same. Well, what there is no time. What ultimately sucks, and I got in a conversation with my friend about this, is you look at G and Vorchek, and those are your two highest paid players. You got 8.5 and 8.25 for a very long time still. And um, those are the guys that you're paying to be your superstars. So unless those no, that money comes off the books in some way, shape, or form, which it won't, uh, that's what you're stuck with. There, I don't see what moves you could make to unless you make an absolute blockbuster. And I can't see it involving any of those guys. Then go get somebody on a to selling for whatever reason. I don't think it's possible. It doesn't make sense. I think this is the team. You tinker, you hope you draft well enough, and that's pretty much it. And, you know, I guess we're getting rid of Braun because he's a big body and he hasn't done the – has he been hitting anybody? He's bad, dude. <laughs> he's bad I'm right now. He, it's, the, it's the foot speed. He has none. And then when you pair him with Ghost, he does fine with Robert Hag. They play great together. But every time they fucking pair Ghost with him – Braun looks absolutely clueless. I had said something about Shane Gosses Bear last night. And the first time I've actually seen this on something that I've posted, he stinks because of Braun. And I'm like, oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Somebody put it on Braun. <laughs> somebody actually said it. Like, it's Braun's fault that Ghost is bad. If Ghost was paired with somebody else, he'd be good. And I'm like, I don't know what to say to that. I really don't. That you just move on, just keep scrolling at that point. You know, I found I, I found myself getting more angry at Twitter last night than I was actually at the Flyers until they pulled the goalie and got scored on. Then I'm then I'm like fuck everybody. But <laughs> like Twitter was just like a dumpster fire last night. I'm like, I stayed off of it for the most part. You're smart. I think dude. I think I said something after like the first couple of goals, and then I yeah I was done with it too. Oh my god, man! I can't stay on there because everybody's a fucking expert, and it's like. They're, they're just they just overreact they're everything. emotional that's what i was gonna say they're emotional experts they're experts <laughs> at being extremely irrationally emotional it's yeah very like, like you have to I, really s go through the tweets to find a good analysis of something because like kyle says it's you're it's like bipolar it's either all the way up or it's all the way down and the, what was that i seen a rough take and it was from somebody big too Somebody said something about scratching Lawton. I'm I like, missed that who, one. who the fuck are you going to replace Lawton with? Do you guys think he's hurt in, in any way? I think, uh, dude, I, yo, I swear to God, if they lose this series in five, every single fucking player on the top three lines needs to get emergency surgery. <laughs> like, I mean, rush to the hospital. Because if it's if it ain't that bad, then I can't. And I have no explanation for why this team fell apart. 
They look that bad. They do. They looked that bad last night. Yeah. You know what, though? Uh, if they tie that game in the second, I, maybe we see a different third. I just hope they're not so demoralized. that Because a lot of the shots didn't get through. They were blocked, and that's really frustrating. And this, the Islanders are the best team in the league at blocking shots. And what's there's a it's a two pronged thing that bothers me about this. The first being your shots aren't getting through, and the second is especially with guys like Ghost, those usually end up as odd man rushes the other way. And if the Islanders take advantage of that, we're never going to beat them. We're never going to be down in games, and it's going to be low scoring, and that's it's going to be really tough. I mean, the Islanders really didn't take advantage of odd man rushes until what the third period. Yep. Uh, yeah, they didn't. Well, they. I mean, were yeah, uncharacteristically, I... they attacked the Flyers to start the game. They they had a strong forecheck, but the reason there wasn't a whole lot of two on ones is because the game play was in our zone for the whole first period. I just wanted to throw this out there because I don't know what you guys think. Obviously, Hart was definitely not the problem yesterday. There's nothing that dude could have did. But that first goal, I was like, what the fuck? A 40-foot shot from the point gets in? Like, that's got to be crushing when you're losing the period that bad to let a flip shot from 40 feet out go in. And obviously, listen, it really wasn't hard spots. There's no way that guy seen the puck until last minute. Until last minute. It's not his fault. But if he saved that, we were talking about going into the second period 0-0 still. Hey, on the contrary, if I'm the Flyers and we just we just got our asses whooped that badly and we're only going into the second down a goal, like, all right, they just gave us their best shot. Now let's get fucking going here, right? Like, I kind of thought that's what was happening. I told friends of ours, like, yeah, if they're down one nothing going into the first intermission, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. You know, that's just how this team is. Like, I will take that. And they were. I was like, all right, I wish they weren't still on the penalty kill, but it's only one goal. And then they came out playing good. I was, I was, you know, here we go. Just need something to break. Need something to give. And then that third period was like, what the fuck happened? You just stopped playing? That's ridiculous. It's one nothing. Like I don't know if they all the block shots and failed chances became demoralizing, but it was only one nothing of a playoff game where everybody thinks you're going to lose. You're within striking distance, and you just fall asleep at the wheel. Like it makes no sense to me. Some guys look tired out there. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but like back checking and whatnot, like guys are skating back with like their head down. Like you could see that they're fucking tired. And I'm kind of like, what? Like, the fuck are they tired from? Yeah, yeah. for real. What the are you guys tired from? Because half the time you fuckheads ain't even skating. So pay attention to that. Let me know if you guys see the same thing. Like, I don't know. Maybe they were just demoralized. Uh, but I noticed guys that they looked like they were just beat. And I'm like, what the fuck how can you be this tired all you're doing is playing hockey up there you know it's not like they're out drinking the night before or whatever so like i was kind of shocked to see a guy like kevin hayes not that he was dogging it but he just looked dead and uh like coots looks really slow to me he's he's like i don't know if you guys have seen this either but there'll be like two flyers next to a puck and maybe there'll be an islander or a canadian near the same puck both flyers, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so both flyers kind of like pass the puck off. They're like, "Oh, he's got it. Oh, he's got it." And then the other guy, and then the Canadian or the Islander gets it. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's no like communication. That's my fucking puck. I'm gonna take it from my teammate, and I'm taking it from this jackass. Like it's mine. 
You know what I mean? They're waiting for the other guy. There's a lot of watching, a lot of puck watching, a lot of body watching. Like Kyle, you even you said it also. When some when they don't have the puck, they're watching it. Yep. Like Nobody's they're not. Nobody's right. moving their feet. They're not That's thinking. Just fucking play the game. Like I what don't do you, know what. What happened when these playoffs started, but that's a hackstall tendency that happened all the time when he was running the show. And these like little things have been coming out during the Montreal and now the Islander series. And that's one of them. I have to agree. I have to 100% agree. It's like, it's like they reverted back to last year and years past. Like, Oh, we just, uh, we're just not going to really play hockey. The way you're supposed to play hockey, and this entire season, AV's like, no, you have to play hockey the whole time. Like, even when you don't have the puck, play fucking hockey as hard as possible. And they were like, okay, they bought into it. Fucking dominated the second half of the season. Now we're fucking in the second round of the playoffs, and it's back to, what do we do without the puck? Like, fucking skate. Fucking skate. Yeah, did like the Montreal series like rock them to their core where they're like, wait, maybe we're not as good as we thought we were. Let's, uh, let's, uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, what are they questioning themselves now? Like, this is very strange. Did you guys kind of take Elaine Vigneault pulling the goalie with seven minutes left as kind of, I don't know what to do anymore. We can't score on this team five on five. We need an extra man to get a goal. I think at that point it was three nothing. Yeah. And he was just trying to catch everybody by surprise and trying to get something in the back of their net. Yeah, who, I think at that point, who gives a fuck? Listen, even if they scored with an empty net, the Flyers were not getting back into that game. The Islanders play way too stingy defensively. If you go down by two goals against the Islanders, you're not winning the fucking game. You're not. It's just how it works. Yeah, I mean, down three goals to that team in the third seven minutes left. Yeah. The game's most likely over. I guess he, you know, when Wa pulled his goalie, he started that whole pulling the goalie early thing. I think it was like five and a half minutes left when he did it. People, and it worked. People were like, Oh my God, you know, and with everything Kyle said about how tough the Islanders are to score on, you pull the goalie with that much time left because you're going to need every single second. If you have any possible chance we all know it was like incredibly unlikely. <laughs> it just was a little bit of a stinger that the, he's barely on the bench and the puck bounces in the net. I don't think he was thrown in the towel. I don't think coaches who have the amount of success, playoff success that he has, ever throw in the towel. I think he was just like, listen, if we're going to do this, we're going to need every second we have because it's the Islanders. And it just, <laughs> that happens sometimes. If you're a player on that bench, what kind of message does that send to you? The pulling of the goalie or the loss? Yeah, the pulling of the goalie, seven minutes left, three nothing. If what does I'm, that, what's if, that say to you? No lie, if I'm a player on that bench and somebody who still plays hockey, it's my coach still thinks we have a chance. Let's go fucking get it. That's what I think about it. I don't know if he let anybody know, as Jack alluded to earlier, that he was going to do that, which was probably a mistake. <laughs> but... <laughs> but if I'm on the bench and he yanks the goalie with seven minutes to go, he sees something. He wants us to try to get back into it. He thinks we can get back into it. That gives me confidence as a player that he trusts us enough to try to get back into this with seven minutes to go. Because most goalies or most coaches at that point, seven minutes left, nah, fuck it, guys. We lost. Wrap it the fuck up. But that's not what A.V. did. A.V. was like, well, 
let's try this. Fuck it. Nothing else is working. What do you have to lose? Nothing's getting through. You know, it's a three goal deficit in seven minutes. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, you know, I might have been if I was a player, I might be like, oh shit, like Kyle said, coach, coach is going for it. I'm going to go for it. You know, like shit. You know, I mean, and they just that's just I, how I would react as a player. Yeah, if my, and you, if my coach yanks the fucking goalie with seven minutes to go because we're down three nothing, yo, I better get out there and work my fucking ass off because if I don't, I make him look stupid. <laughs> yeah, and all you need is one, and all of a sudden it gets contagious, and everybody starts, but. Yeah, what do you have to lose? It was a little odd. A lot of people are killing him for it. What's it matter? An L is an L. So it would piss know. me off if I was a player. I would be angry, but I would play harder for it. This is why uh, you're not a player. But it, it would piss me the <laughs> fuck off. I'm like, dude, what are you? What are you saying? We can't score five on five on this team. We need an extra fucking guy. Like we need a, a game long power play to score a goal. Well, you know, Jim, to, to your point, though, if I'm AV, I said, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> like, yeah, I just watched right. what you did in the, against uh, the 12th seed, and now we come here against a real team, and you, you can't do anything. So, yeah, you do need an extra guy. Prove me wrong, motherfucker, because exactly. this is stupid. Exactly. So that's the they, mindset. So they're not going to score Take it however they want as long as it works, you know? And unfortunately, there wasn't enough time because the puck went in immediately, but yeah. Right. Then you go out, score a goal, skate to the bench. Put the fucking goalie back in, please, and let's go tie the game. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny too. No, but I agree though. It's a it's a motivational thing, I think, if you're a player, because now you're working extra hard. You got, you have to keep the puck in the zone, or else you're absolutely getting scored on. Maybe. So I'm trying to look at like the psychological reasons of to why you would like pull your goalie, and maybe that's one. Maybe it gets the guys moving. Maybe it gets them playing a little harder because you're not playing with the goalie. There's no safety. There's no safety back there, you know. The puck goes the other way. You're getting scored on, and maybe it maybe it has something to do with that. Cause, like we were saying, these guys look like shit. They look like they're skating in fucking mud. Like they look slow. So maybe it was maybe it was that kind of a tactic. I don't know. They are slow. That's the pro. That's another problem the Flyers have. They have a couple fast players, but the majority of our roster is slow. Yep. I mean, who's our fast players? Let's let's be honest here. Pit who's like, our really fast? Pit Pitlick is. He's probably the fastest player of the team, but he's he only didn't get. He, they pulled him, or he they sat him by the third. And I don't Oops. understand why, because every time that dude goes into a fucking corner, he ends up with the puck. They need more of that. TK yeah, I mean, Myers Sandheim, <laughs> but he's too small. Like, yeah, he, but Myers and cold. Sandheim didn't play very fast yesterday. And when you got, you're playing the Islanders, you can't have your defensemen being the guys. And Ghost is a, a different example of this, but we also saw how badly it, worked, it turned out. You can't be sending those guys up to be the fourth forward because <laughs> if you don't convert, you're in trouble because you, you got to erase a mistake. And if you don't, if this team just became that much harder to beat. I'll tell you what, if they lose tomorrow, that's a wrap. I heard that if, if they lose tomorrow, game three, they might, and this is without Hart having a bad game, they might put uh, Elliot in. I was like, what? The fuck? Like, that sounds like a Twitter take. No, that was on the Hockey Buzz. I heard that one. That was, I forget who, but it's something about, because there's a lot of breakdowns and Elliot might be more, more adept to handle the breakdowns. And it's at the same time a message to the team. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. You don't play those games in the playoffs. You're down 2 0 and you're going to, <laughs> put in a lesser talent 
Well, here's the fucked up part is if they're down 2-0, they're absolutely desperate. So the chances of them winning game three are actually kind of high. So keep Hartwin with them being desperate? And then, yeah, no, but what I'm saying is if you put Elliott in and then they win, then what the fuck do you do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. Especially because that sucks because Hart's done everything he can up to this point. You know, it's just like... With the exception uh, of that wacky first goal, Hart did absolutely nothing wrong. And I don't uh, even think he really did anything wrong on that first goal. No, yeah, you can't kill him for that. It was by no means a softy. He was completely screened. He just didn't have an instinctual reaction or something. I don't know what they called it. And the other two, he got completely hung out to dry. But he also erased the mistake. That wraparound save he made with his glove. Oh, well, somebody was like, oh, might have hit the post. Bullshit. That would have hit the post and went in. And either way, Hart's right there in position like he's always supposed to be. He's doing his job. How do these guys not take inspiration from that? Like, you know, oh, that was close, man. Like, let's fucking go get it or something. Nothing. They just, nothing. Just nothing. And it's just, it's irks me. Speaking of teams down 0-2, do you guys could anybody see that happening to the Colorado Avalanche? They yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah, especially with their injuries that they just took. Eric Johnson, Grubauer, they, all down. Like, Jesus, man. Yeah. Nobody could see that happening without them injuries. If those guys didn't get hurt, no, they weren't going down too well. Told you, Dallas looked better than I thought they did. Uh What the hell's his name? Heiskanen? He's looked awesome. Did you see? My tweet got some heat today, boys. Yeah, I saw it. I, I lo- <laughs> anytime he talks smack on Patrick, I, I love it. So keep keep it rolling. I wasn't, I wasn't talking smack on him. Uh, I he made, you know your point was. <laughs> Is that why I was seeing Patrick tweets today? Oh, my God, dude. So they, they posted a little tidbit on uh, Miro Heiskanen, and he's like sixth in uh defenseman before 22 and scoring all time in the nhl playoffs yeah he was up there with names like coffee (laughs) like like that was the 80s that was when goals were scored by accident like guys had hat tricks by accident and he was up there with him wait a second wait one second here so you're saying it was easy to score in the 80s it was definitely well i mean you you can't get away with uh, not getting rocked in the eighties, but uh easier yeah, to score was, goals. The goaltending was horrible in the eighties. Okay, so real quick tangent here. Would Wayne Gretzky is he the best player of his time or of all time? All, uh, time. all time. He also played through the nineties. All time. Dude, you take away all his goals, he still has the most points. Like it was easy <laughs> to score in the eighties. He was on another level, dude. It was easy to score in the eighties. Who's the next closest player to him? In the 80s. Lemieux Lemieux played in the 80s, for God's sake. I mean, his amount of points is... When they played fantasy back then, you had either no Gretzky in your league or you had the goals version and the assists version. They were two different players. It was ridiculous, the differential... Did you just suggest that they played fantasy hockey? No, no, in I didn't 80s? suggest it. They did. <laughs> I know this for a fact. <laughs> like, they, they, they played did. fantasy hockey in the 80s. Yeah, fantasy's been around since, well, the 80s. It started with baseball, but there's been all sorts yeah, of... There was, no, a, there was a game. There was a name dude. for it. I'm I can't remember bullshit. what it was called. No. Like, <laughs> Hockey Buzz, he's the one who told me. He did it. He's like 50 years old. He played it in the 80s. Stratomatic. That was uh, the, one of the games they played. Stratomatic. I feel like Chris Wall also would know about this. Maybe we should get him on. 
No, I'll fall. You can talk to him. Um. Anyway, the, the to answer your question, the point is, I get what you're saying about how more talented guys. Obviously, it's it's evolution. They play today. Gretzky is the best player of all time. He abs- dominated his era. Doesn't even describe what he's done. It is ridiculous how many more points, goals, assists he has than the next guy. It is insane. All right. I uh, I asked Jim Dowd that same question on the Jim and Jim show, and might be in- interested to see what he has to say. So I'll just tease it. As long as you don't get too political. I'll just tease that with that. Yeah, we <laughs> we kind of stayed off the politics a little bit. It's just interesting episode. Check it out. That's all. I know. Uh, I, I, I listened already. How, how did we get onto the Gretzky thing? Because you said it was easy to score in the 80s. Where, how did we get on that? Um, you, oh, Heiskanen. You were talking about uh, Heiskanen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Heiskanen. He's up there with a guy like Paul Coffey. Paul Coffey, his stats point-wise are insane as well. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that he's up there with that name at a, in this era is impressive, to say the least. Who has him in our league? Do you know? <laughs> I don't know. Not me. <laughs> it's me. All right, let's oh, move on. There you go. All right. Um, one Before we wrap up, because we only got a couple more minutes here, there's a, a trade today. I'm going to get your guys' opinions real quick. We won't spend too much time on it. Pittsburgh Penguins, the, the, the big pieces in the deal, they sent their 15th overall pick to the Toronto Maple Leafs for, uh, what the hell's his first name, Jack? Somebody Kapanen? Kasperi Kapanen. Kasperi, the friendly Sammy ghost Kapanen? Yeah, the son of Sammy. The son of Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys' thoughts there? I mean, uh, what do you think of this deal? I'll let Kyle go first on this one. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I barely really looked at it. It was just another fucking deal. The Penguins managed to throw another first round pick away for another guy who's not. I mean, aren't the Pittsburgh Penguins desperate for any kind of solid defense? Yeah. Why the fuck are they adding more forwards? The only thing I'll say is that Rutherford tends to make trades in bunches. Uh, I definitely expect more to be coming. Matt Murray's got to be moved. I mean, why pay him? Well, it's Murray's the one up to get paid. So it's like, why pay him when you need the cap space for other stuff? They Possibly hate that guy, Murray. too, in Pittsburgh. What's that? They hate Matt Murray in Pittsburgh for some reason, too. I'll, I'll tell you what. It too reminds me a lot of Boston and Tuka Rask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real. And, and Murray's, Murray's got two Matt cups. really hate to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me, dude. I will keep a goalie on my roster until he dies if he wins me two cups. <laughs> I don't care if I got to bury him with the Phantoms, dude. He's going to stay in fucking Philly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we huh, that's a whole other thing. Um, I will say my uh, – well, first, my initial reaction was what the fuck because I'm like, here's Pittsburgh getting younger talent and whatnot. But <laughs> I thought it was the – they said a first. They didn't say the 15th pick on the report I got. I got the NHL sent me the thing. And uh, – it said 20 and it got cut off first round pick. So I know they don't have their 2021 pick because that went for Zucker. So I'm like, they gave up a, a pick two years from now with some guys I pretty much never heard of for capping. So I was a little ticked off. Then yeah. I, then Jim was like, yeah, it's the 15th this year. I'm like, oh, well, why wouldn't they say that? So that kind of changed my uh, a little bit. Not a lot. People are being dramatic on Twitter. Um, it's definitely a lot to give up in the sense that you could have probably – 
I don't think you're drafting a player at 15 and hoping he joins the Crosby Malkin window. That doesn't make sense. They got to move that pick. Why it wasn't for defense, I don't know. Why they, I mean, they, you know, they like Kappen and they drafted the guy. So, you know, you know that they like him. Um, there was even a prospect I read on the Pittsburgh side they sent, uh, I can't remember his name, that was actually pretty decent and they really got nothing back prospect wise. They were borderline prospects. Um, but they did get Kapanen, and I think there's a lot of hate with Kapanen. I just love how last year he was everybody's darling. <laughs> One year has passed, and now he's a career third-line winger. <laughs> he turned 24 a month ago. Like, that is a little dramatic, if you ask me. He's cost-controlled. He's playing on a team with very little structure, a team that has Hackstall on their bench, for God's sake. He's been yo-yoed around back and forth between left and right wing. He is bad at left wing. He is good right wing. He's got speed. He can play the PK. And yeah, he did not take that step into a top six role. He did not. He played a little bit with Matthews and Tavares. He didn't play too much. I think this is, he's going to be better in Pitt. I think for his career, this needed to happen. Uh, I don't know if it makes the Penguins better, but I do think this was a good move for him. Um, Give me up the 15th is a lot, though. What was that? How about from this perspective? If you're Toronto and you're now thinking about moving a guy like William Nylander, you're telling other teams that you just got a fucking first-round pick for Kasperi Kapanen. What do you think they're going to get for William Nylander? You know what I'm saying? Well, just keep one thing in mind that they're – and, you know, we that's what I thought that trade was going to happen anyway, you know? So and it's like Penguins overpaid. I don't think it's a, t- a horrendous trade by any means, but they overpaid. Um, Maybe if, if you're I'm, Toronto and somebody offers you that first for Kapanen, and you're like, oh my god, we got to take this because now we can't get any anything less for Nylander. Like that's like the vet, like they're not going to accept anything less. They're going to ask for. I mean, who knows? Just speculation. But if they are going to trade Nylander, they're going to get it. They're going to make sure they get a shit ton. I mean that, uh, that logic. Makes sense. Um, I, I also could see them packaging a first, the first uh, rounder with Nylander and getting could. somebody. Very but well could. They're, they're also probably going to let like Tyson Berry go. Mm-hmm. They're going to have cap space. They're going to go after Petra Angelo for sure. Like That is the number one guy on their list. Um, but they could still use more. So I'm curious as to what to see what they're going to do. But the one thing that the, uh, the uh, Maple Leafs an issue is they have a lot of money wrapped up in four players yep. and depth on their team was an issue as well as defense and their goalies not really holding up like he used to. Um, so it was a little strange to see them let him go when he was cost controlled for the next couple of years and them having depth issues. I thought Nylander would just flat out be traded for a defenseman in some way, shape or form, but maybe you're right. Maybe this is why they decided to go ahead and do it. It makes anything they would get for Nylander look that much better. Plus they got more ammunition to either restock the cupboard or to throw that in a trade to get whatever they want. Mm-hmm. The good news is. Pittsburgh doesn't have a first-round pick to 2022. (laughs) They are aging awfully fast. So if we can just keep them out of the limelight a little bit longer, let uh, Crosby and Malkin go off into the sunset. looks like Malkin's halfway there. And then we could uh, not have to worry about them for, like, I would normally say, like another 10, 15 years. But I'm sure Gary Bettman will get them somebody. He he picked the wrong city at the, uh, the lottery this year. But, you know, there's still time. For sure. So 
I'm sure that'll be a topic that you'll touch on on uh, Full Circle next Monday. Something like that. You know, so I don't want to steal too much thunder there. Um, What else do you guys want to bring up real quick? We're just a little bit over an hour here. We pretty much covered everything with the Flyers. Any predictions for game two? I'm not even going down that road. I've, uh, every time you I said a prediction. I got game one right. Every time you said a prediction, I've always picked the Flyers. This is the first time I don't, don't think I can pick them. Yes, pick them. Fuck it. I'm going to go 4-2 Flyers. Wow. They're going to get that fourth goal for you. Yeah. And that's just going to go nuts. <laughs> and then I'm back on the Stanley Cup train, baby. Yep. <laughs> pick me up. <laughs> yeah if they get dude what i want i want them to win and, and kyle you said you want them to play their game the whole game awesome yeah if they luck out to four goals that's fine with me too like it's going to change the, the mentality heading into game three where we were over the hump nobody could score four on the islanders we did we couldn't score more than three goals finally we fucking did we are capable just bring the confidence back is all i want to see they look they don't look a confident group. They don't look like they're having fun. Bring it back. That's all Can I want to see. you make that a hashtag? What? I want you to put on Twitter your prediction and then hashtag bring the confidence back. Because <laughs> uh, you know everybody's confidence is completely shaken. Yeah, it really is. Mine the fan is. base is questioning now. Mine is. Mine's been through the whole Montreal series. And I was hoping they'd shake them fucking legs come this series, and they just haven't yet. <laughs> But, yes. you know, Jim Jim said, like, 18 nothing Flyers tomorrow, so. <laughs> hey, we, we laughed at him when he said the Flyers are going to win the division, and uh, they started to pick up speed, uh, steam and get a little bit wins here, wins there, and all of a sudden Jim's looking like a genius. So it's hard for me to go against Jim. Um, in my head, I see this series playing out. I actually think they lose tomorrow, but then I think they would win the next two. Um, don't ask me how that makes any sense. It's just a gut feeling. I, if they do lose, I want it to be a more competitive game, full 60 minute competitive game than what we saw in game one. It's not the end of the world. They can still show us something. And then maybe we get that four goal outburst. Maybe we get something. Maybe the captain takes off his invisibility cloak and steps out of the shadows. What do you think? That would be nice. We're waiting for it. All they need is one. I, I tell you. You get one, open the floodgates, and, you know, just go from there. You never know. And it would be nice to see him get physical, but I don't see that happening. They no. need to. They need to. I, I agree. I agree. Thought they should have gotten physical against Montreal as well. That's one thing to knock a team off their game is to smack them in the mouth, and then they're not going to do that. As is the gate teams of old. Well, what do you guys think? You want to wrap up? Yeah, I guess. What do we have to uh, promote, Jack? You got anything you want to promote? Yeah, I mean, uh, full circle. Another episode of that's probably going to come out. We're going to had a couple teams get eliminated. Obviously, uh, the Rangers got the first overall pick. This big trade with the Pittsburgh. Definitely plenty to talk about. Um, other than that, um, uh, it's the only other show I do. Jim, uh, you got like six, right? <laughs> Nah, just got a. I did a show with Dowd. Make sure you guys check that one out. Uh, go into it with an open mind and take a listen. There's uh, your. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about this stuff. So, yeah, li- listen with an open mind, okay? There's your uh, disclaimer right there. You heard it here first. Yeah. There's. So, I always tell people there's no rights and wrongs, but with some things, there actually is. So, take a listen. 
you know, let us know what you think. If you like it, listen again. If you don't, I'm sorry you feel that way. Uh, <laughs> right and wrongs, left and rights. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, also, down BA select start on limited <laughs> ammo. Also, I will say this. <laughs> also, if you uh, are feeling pretty upset about the Flyers, um, I recommend listening to The Bright Side. That will brighten your day. That is definitely a positive podcast. We definitely need more of that. You'll unfortunately you probably won't hear it from me. So that's where you're going to have to go get it. Very good show. Good guests you've had on uh, so far. Very knowledgeable. Uh, perhaps get an Islander on there and, you know. Yeah. Kill well, I mean, hopefully I mean, we win tomorrow night so we actually have something say. positive to talk about. Shit. I, hey, I want to see if he can turn this negative into a positive. Now, that would be something. I, I honestly haven't even tried to think about how he could spin that yet. So. That'll be a challenge. So yeah, Sorry. good uh, good call with that. The bright side will be out Friday night. Uh, we're recording with Settlemeyer tomorrow night. HW with Settlemeyer. That'll be uh, Jim, Kyle, and Derek, and that'll be out sometime over the weekend. So make sure you check out all the shows, guys. Uh, if you're listening, thank you very much because we keep moving up these charts. It means a lot to us. Uh, most listened to Flyers podcast in Canada uh, for the uh, I'm sorry for August 24th. Um, appreciate it guys. We really do. So thank you for listening and we'll be back with another HW episode next Wednesday. Go Flyers. Two more times.